From Welcome Villain Films, the studio that brought you the horror hit Malum, as well as Beaten to Death and Hunter Killer, comes their newest nightmare, Mind, Body, Spirit, now available on digital. Directed by Alex Haynes and Matthew Miranda, and produced by Dan Asma, Mind, Body, Spirit follows Anya, an aspiring yoga influencer, as she embarks on a ritual practice left behind by her estranged grandmother. What starts as a spiritual self-help guide quickly evolves into something much more sinister. As Anya becomes increasingly obsessed with the mysterious power of the practice, she unwittingly unleashes an otherworldly entity that begins to take control of her life and her videos. Now, Anya must race to unlock the truth before her descent into madness threatens to consume her mind, body, and spirit. During its festival tour, which stops at Chattanooga Film Festival and the Unnamed Footage Festival, Mind, Body, Spirit garnered praise from critics who call it a found footage version of Hereditary and a knockout found footage horror movie for the live stream era. Experience the first ever yoga-themed found footage horror film and don't miss the film viewers have called extremely frightening and upsetting. Available now on digital anywhere you rent or buy movies online, including Prime Video and Apple Plus. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello. Hey, Sammies. Guess what we're doing? A live show. It's our first live show. We're taking this on the road, bitches. Boop, 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 boop. So we have our first live show in Long Beach, California on August 4th, which is a Sunday at 7 p.m. It's going to be a little unofficial after party of Midsummer Scream. So if you're going there, be sure to hit up our show when it's over. Woohoo! It's going to be at, what's it called again, Bernsey? Pulp Fiction Books and Comics. That's 1742 Clark Avenue, Long Beach. Free show. Free beer. Giveaways. Giveaways. Maybe some other cool shit. We're fucking making it happen, Sammies. Yeah, man. It's going to be kind of as much as a, of a surprise to you as it will be to us. So woohoo! <laughs> Let's see how this goes. We'll see you there. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No. No, it's just what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Hello! <laughs> and welcome to episode 51. Now I feel like I know now what episode we know. we're on now because we had 50. That was my marker. But like getting up into the 40s, I was like, we could be, it, lost, this could be anything. Lost, lost, lost. <laughs> Words. What are they? 50, 51. 51. How? Hello. Hi. Uh, hi. 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 This is Kim and Kat Stay Alive, maybe? Yeah. Uh, we're a horror movie comedy podcast, and we are going to watch and spoil the entirety of a horror movie yeah. for you. Spoiler alert. So we're telling we're, everything. We're just a giant spoiled alert. And uh, <laughs> but we're going to play a game to see uh, if we would stay alive if we were in the exact same scenario. So Spoiler alert, with us. we always do. 
Mm, not really. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheers. Cheers. Gina holds out. Tits up. Tits up. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. No. <laughs> you dropped one of your... Ba- I'm going to have to get it, Arnie, because I'm less in a hole than you are. Hold on. I My shot glass knocked one of my water bottles, one of my many water bottles over, and yep. Katrin was so kind enough to get up and pick it up for me because she's my best friend. Yeah, and then I almost stepped on her banana, and then we both <laughs> laughed about how it would have been even better if I had just Slipped taken a real banana slip. Uh, so that's us, you know, that's yeah, what's going on here over here. You thought you were going to listen to a horror movie podcast <laughs> in case you were going to listen to listen to us falling on banana peels. <laughs> Good night. What, how are you? What's, uh, should we, what are, what do we do? I feel like it's been a long time. It's been a long time. I'm not going to get into any of my nonsense. I just am feeling a little, <laughs> yeah, like a little, yeah. A little um, that. And the movie that I watched this week did not help. Oh. So. Well, I'm jazzed oh, to hear it. Oh, my. It's, um, a, it's, a ro- it's a rollery coaster. Rollery coastery. Yeah. If that roller coaster also left one feeling depressed and confused. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll make well, it fun. I feel great right now. Yeah. I can't wait till the yeah. end of this. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make all those depressed feelings you're going to feel at the end of this, like, feel funny. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I'm into that. Cool, 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 cool. Um, What's going on with you, Burnsy? <laughs> She's blushing right now. It's a very cute. I, I will talk about, we are recording before, this is our last recording session before we go meet our girls in Seattle, oh, yes. which I'm so fucking excited about. I can't even handle it. Um, sink. We're coming at ya. But yeah, so I'm super excited about that. And I need this break for sure. Me too. I'm very excited for sync. Yeah. Um, I shaved the side of my head. I fucking love it. She looks like a fucking badass. I had a little bit of an identity crisis (laughs) and still working through it, uh, but in the best way. Yeah. The best, best, best way. Um, And then I've been dating a boy that I kind of like. That she's like, she's Uh, like a big puddle of mush over uh, here. (laughs) Like I'm going to need to uh, find someone to clean my couch because there's just a pile of mush (laughs) on the other side of it right now. Like I think I talked about, I turned off my dating apps and then I was like, and then I still went on dates. And like one of those people is them. And I like told the other like CBS guy that I didn't want to go out with him anymore. (laughs) And he handled it. halfway well halfway well and then he failed yeah but though when you did tell us that he failed I was expecting that thing that you see online like anger anger where people are like fuck you I didn't fucking like you anyway you fat bitch (laughs) no that's what I was expecting this was more like desperation sure 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 like I was just like hey something very just like nice and he was like cool all the best um and then like the day came that he like wanted to go out with me and he's like I'm in town well you're the whatever I don't know he was like <laughs> uh, he's like come on give it a chance I know it's real and I was like I, it's I would like for you real. to respect my decision yeah which worked <laughs> out better because when Kim was telling Eric and I that he didn't respect her decision we were literally like lacing up our brass knuckles (laughs) and then realized that like oh he's just desperate he wasn't he didn't like get aggro and angry that he was rejected so that was good so Eric and I didn't have to go to jail uh yeah for beating someone up and then the other guy's just great but I it's weird because I know he listens and I feel super uncomfortable hi 
Um, but he's great. Um, and oh my god, you're a fucking <laughs> mess right now. <laughs> am I? Am I sweating? Is it hot it's, in here? It's, it's I feel like it's hot in yeah, here. It's, it's, it's definitely hot over sweaty, on that side of the couch sweaty. for sure. No, it's um, actually really fucking hot in here. How are we going to do this? Yeah, I, it is quite hot in here. I wore purposely wore less clothes. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's still new, but um, he's kind of great and like very unexpected. Like I wasn't expecting, nor was I. And then he was nowhere in my Kim's dating. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's just like this amazing person who like does all these really good things in the world and like works on himself and then is like fucking funny too. What the fuck? And creative and and is really nice to me. Yeah. So guys, in case you're keeping score, (laughs) he's got like a 10 out of 10 from Kim. I have yet to meet him. Right, 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 right. So I will keep you guys posted on like (laughs) my ultimate decision because we know that that's what we're waiting for. Right. Yeah. So that's where the truth comes in. Stay tuned. Yeah. Literally everyone at work was like, oh, you like someone? Cool, cool, cool. Like basically I'm like the boy who cried wolf. And I was like, no, but he's great. No, this one's, this one's pretty legit. I can tell. And he likes me back. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to meet him. I'm going to have my clipboard and my questions to ask. I'm just kidding. I'm not. Uh, so this has been Kim's dating corner. Right. Uh, we always start here. Yeah. And I find it funny that we're talking about uh, the beginnings of a successful relationship. Because uh, Let's this hope. movie, oh no, is not about that. Oh great, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> goddamn it. Ah. All right, well, lay it on me. Yeah, I will. Uh, it was really good. I think this is gonna be one of the ones that you want to see after I've told it to you. I, I'm already w- sure that that is the truth. Like, yeah, I mean, I want to see it. Yeah. So I also. Because it's fucking new. Yeah. Remember how I told you. And you're a bitch. I know. <laughs> but I told you you could have some new ones. You just, you you gotta, you gotta jump on them, Burnsy. I didn't know we were playing that game. We, we're playing, I thought we we're playing jump on the new ones. I thought we discussed. I feel we like, like I discussed, discussed us pretty in-depthly. I feel like I discussed Midsummer. No, you literally were like, oh, I'm seeing a movie in the movies for, in the theater for our show. And I was like, what are you talking about? I what new like- movie would you possibly see? And then I was like, like, okay. In my head, there was like an extensive discussion. It didn't happen outside of your brain. It didn't happen outside of my brain. All right. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. I can't wait. Can't wait to just take one. You you should. Because if if that discussion really did happen in my brain, like I'm a cunt. (laughs) Honestly, I really thought there was a fucking discussion about this. And now I'm also concerned about my own sanity. So this is today is working out great. I mean... In your defense, yeah. I could have blacked it out. That- it's hard to tell. <laughs> so both of our sanity we is don't in question. Know. Yeah. Like, I don't recall it, but right. that doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it much. didn't happen. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so, guys, we don't know what's happening, but I watched this movie, and I also tried this new <sighs> tactic because I was kind of like, so the way that we watch movies requires note-taking, starting and stopping, going back and that kind of thing just because we want to do a good job of telling the story and when you go to see a movie in the theater you're taking notes in the dark yeah and very challenging you cannot ask the projector to stop go back rewind and start again I've tried there they don't like it uh so what I tried this time was like I started taking notes 
as the movie started and I was too sucked into it and I realized that like the more notes that I took the less I was actually going to be like taking in the movie and enjoying it right yeah so I said you know what fuck it I'm gonna just watch the movie and then I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna see if I can find the script online Mm -hmm. if I can't find the script online I'll go back and I'll see it again I found the script, so I printed out a 118-page script, <laughs> but there are some issues because it was the original script, so there were scenes that are not in the movie, right. but I'm now an insane person. You don't and know which ones they are? No, I do. Oh, you do. But like, it took me a while. Like, I had to like do a ton. Like, this was like about 10 hours you of research. You did a lot of work for I this. did a lot of work, so I'm kind of like, I don't know that I've fully discovered the best method of doing this. <laughs> Hey, it's a work in progress, you know? But, uh, yeah, we're just going to dive in. There's one part where there are several things that happen. The order doesn't change the outcome of the story, which is good because the order in the movie may be different than the one that was in the script, and I don't know the difference. So we'll see how this goes. Fantastic. Uh, But it also is going to provide for a really interesting postmortem because, like, I have the fucking original script, and there's some crazy Ooh. shit in there. yeah so Ooh, it did it did work out in that way uh okay midsummer in case you weren't aware Yay. of what we were talking about midsummer uh it's fucked dead or alive danny is that a boy or a girl girl alive uh christian dead pele alive Mark. Dead. Josh. Dead. Connie. Alive. Uh, Simon. Dead. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maya. Alive. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Here we are. I'm very excited. So it opens on shots of snowy trees, wintertime, and tonal singing. So like uh, I read in the script that it's a Swedish lullaby, Mm. but it just kind of sounds like tonal singing over shots of snow-covered evergreens and things like that. That was Pachelbel's Canon. I was about to sing Pachelbel's Canon. I mean, I'm impressed with even that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now we cut to a suburban home and there's an older couple asleep in the bed and we hear that the phone is ringing, but it's, they're sleeping through it. So it goes to the answering machine and the answering machine says, it's Danny. Uh, I just got a weird email from Terry and I'm just a little worried. So if you guys could call me back, that would be great. Now it cuts to Danny's bedroom and she's hanging up the phone. She's the one who was leaving the message. And we see an email on her computer that she just read that says, I can't anymore. Everything is black. Mom and dad are coming too. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. So we see that it's from her sister, Terry, and she calls her boyfriend and she wants to know if he's coming over and he's hanging out with his friends and she's does that thing that we all do where it's like, hey, um, are we still on for hanging out tonight? And he's like, oh, did we have plans? And she's like, no, I mean, nothing definite. I just didn't know what you were doing. And he's like, yeah, I could swing by. Ew. Right. 
so my initial thought is that they are like newish to dating right. in the sense that like they can't be they can't have been in a long-term relationship because it's like if you're in a long-term re- you relationship you're like you're coming over yeah goodbye my See new boyfriend would never do that. Right? Just kidding. He's not my boyfriend yet. Panic. So he asks her, like, you know, what's up? What's going on? She's like, I don't know. I just, I got a weird email from my sister and it's just kind of freaking me out. And he's like, what's up? Are they like teenagers? No, they're, we learn later they're graduate students. Graduate students. Okay. So he basically says right, to her, she, okay, okay. Yeah. He basically says to her, he's like, you always do this. You always enable her. You always fall into her bullshit. She's always got some issue like, and you're always running to her defense and what the fuck. And she's like, you know what? You're completely right. I just needed a reminder. Thank you so much. And I'm like, what? (laughs) How is this relationship now? Like I'm immediately like douche chills. Mind you. Oh, I should say I'm watching this with Eric. So there were a lot of like looks to Eric that I was like, answer for your species. <laughs> I was like, what? I, <laughs> I was like, why are you glaring at why me? I've never me? done that. Yeah. So, <laughs> he's like, why are you making this about me? I know. So uh, my notes, I just write what the fuck a lot to the point where it started to auto fill in what the fuck <laughs> as I started to write the word what. <laughs> and I was like, Correct. <laughs> So then she calls her bestie. I almost made a question about this conversation, but it wasn't a a dead or alive question. And I also already knew your answer. So she calls and she's like, I think he's going to break up with me Uh because I need him too much. And the friend is like, uh, that's what a boyfriend is for. Right. And she's like, no, but like, maybe I just lean on him too much. Like I got this email from my sister and like, you know, maybe I'm just like too much of a burden. And she's like, you're not, you're absolutely not too much of a burden. What the fuck with this guy? So her best friend is definitely like trying to be like, you need to stand in your power. She's a Sammy. She's totally a Sammy (laughs) and a Sinky, honestly. So as she's talking to her friend, we see that she's writing an email response to her sister that says, you can't write this shit and then not respond. We then see that she hangs up with her bestie and gets an incoming call from an unknown number. Cut to Christian with his friends at like a shitty pizza parlor. And Christian is the boyfriend? That's what we learn right now. Okay. So he's sitting at the head of a table at a pizza parlor with his friends Josh, Mark, and Pele. And his friends are like, you've wanted to break up with her for the last fucking year. Like, this is ridiculous. You could totally have some chick that actually likes sex and doesn't burden you. Goodbye. (laughs) And then his friend Josh, who do you watch? um, The Good Place. I've seen it. Uh, Cheaty. The guy who plays Cheaty, he's in this. Uh, describe who that character is. Uh, the African-American best friend oh. who's like the philosophy he's student. Teacher stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, who's he? He is. One of the friends? He's one of the friends that is named Josh, and he's a super academic. 
So what he says to Christian is he's like, basically he says, do you think you're avoiding ending this relationship because she provides a distraction from what you actually need to be doing, which is writing your fucking thesis for your PhD? Oh, shit. So while I think his friends are dicks, I also was like, that's some truth talk. Hashtag real talk from Josh, because I'm like, yeah, if you're not happy in this relationship and you're just like dragging it the fuck out and you haven't started your thesis, we have some other issues that need to be dealt with. Hashtag therapy. Everyone should be in. (laughs) Yes. And I feel like that's like dating in your early 20s. True. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, the things I let (laughs) myself be distracted from. Oops. Or people treat me a certain way. Yep. Okay. So hashtag therapy. Hashtag therapy. So then Pele, we hear a slight accent, a Swedish accent. And he says, and think of all the beautiful women that you'll be able to have sex with in Sweden. Great. I mean, honestly, it's like, I don't want anyone to be in a relationship they don't want to be in. So like, I have to be objective in that. His friends are seeing that he's not happy Happy. in the relationship. And so they're like, go fuck somebody that you want to fuck. I get that. But the way that they're talking about it, I'm just like, y'all sound like douches. Yeah. Right. You know, I hear both sides. Yeah. I'm like, you sound like douches. But also I'm like, yeah, if you're not happy in a relationship, break up and go fuck a bunch of people. Exactly. And and on either side, Christian is still the asshole. Yeah. Like on either side, we're listening to Christian is the idiot. So they're sitting at the table and he gets a phone call and it says Danny and the guys are like oh my fucking god is this her again and so I know so he I'm like do you know how many fucking times I call Eric (laughs) there have been days where he has 33 missed calls it just is what it is everybody okay (laughs) 33 (laughs) missed calls I'm not including the text messages (laughs) (laughs) But we do it equally, you know? Okay. <laughs> so uh, he gets another call. He He's like, I have to take it. Dudes are annoyed. And then we hear on the other end of the phone a scream of anguish that I've never heard. I've only heard in real life. I've never heard like in a in a movie. Like meaning it was so convincing mm-hmm. that I was it, it was jarring. Mm. Screaming. So we cut to a scene in a house. It's the house from the very beginning where we saw the the older couple asleep in their bed. Mm-hmm. A fireman goes into the garage of this house and turns off the ignition of two cars. Mm. Two, both of those cars have a uh, cars have a hose hooked up to mm. the exhaust pipe. The fireman follows the two hoses up into the house because it's one of those garages that's like on a lower level and then you kind of walk up some stairs to to get mm. into the main house part. He follows one one hose up into the house. And it goes into the parents' bedroom. And there's a towel stuffed under the door. And we now see the couple from the beginning. And we realize that they weren't just soundly sleeping. Oh, my God. They were dead. Uh, uh, uh. Then we follow (laughs) the other hose. Oh, my God. And it is duct taped to the vomit-covered mouth 
of Danny's sister, Terry, as her computer blinks with incoming messages saying, you can't send me shit like that and then not respond. <sighs> what? So Danny what? Oh, now God. has no family I'm in a matter sad. of moments. Yeah. I'm very sad. That's it. Goodbye. <laughs> started. Yeah. So I'm upset. It was uh, probably one of the most upsetting scenes I've ever watched. <laughs> it was um, shocking and jarring. Mm. So now we cut to. Because she had written mom and dad are coming too, right? Yep. Mm. We didn't know what that meant. <laughs> Yeah. Why did she? Why? I mean, she does. Danny does say in the beginning conversation that she's that her sister's bipolar. Mm-hmm. So because at one point and I, I was just kind of paraphrasing at one point, Christian is like, your sister always does this. Your sister like your sister's so dramatic or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Danny comes to her defense and is like, well, I mean, she's bipolar. Yeah. So like that's dramatic. Where, right. So now we cut to Danny in her apartment laying across Christian's lap and she is just scream sobbing in anguish to the point where it like looks painful. Like it looks like she's going to pop something and Christian is just leaning over her and he just looks like a fucking deer in headlights. He's comforting her. He's holding her, but like he he literally looks like a deer in headlights. We see out the window behind them that it's raining, uh, not raining, it's snowing, it's winter. That same window then changes and it's now spring. Mm. And we see Danny in that same room laying in bed, eyes open, totally numb, just kind of staring at the camera. Christian comes in and he's like, I'm going to go to that party for just like 45 minutes. You keep sleeping. And she's like, no, I, I wasn't sleeping. And he's like, "Will you rest. And she's like, I'm good. Why don't I come with you? And Christian, we've all seen this face where it's like someone isn't going to say, please don't come, mm-hmm. but they're an, they didn't want you to, mm-hmm. to come. Mm-hmm. So now we cut to <clears throat> the party and Danny is standing in a circle with Christian, Pele, Josh, and Mark, and they're all talking about this trip to Sweden, uh, that they're going to be in Sweden for a month and a half with Pele's family. Christian then kind of gets roped into it and it becomes clear that he's going on this trip too. And we see Danny look at him mm-hmm. just kind of confused. And Christian says something about like, oh, like I wasn't sure if I was going to go or not. Cut to them in a uh, back at their apartment. And he's like, what's wrong? What's the matter? And she's like, I just didn't know that you were going to Sweden for a month and a half. And he's like, well, I, I just decided. And she's like, no, they were talking about how you already had your ticket. So, I, you know, and he goes, sorry. And she goes, are you sorry? Uh, because the way that you just said sorry, it kind of read more like tough shit. <laughs> and sorry, not sorry. Re- yeah. And so she's like, I'm not mad that you're going to Sweden with your friends. I'm mad that you didn't tell me you were going to Sweden with your friends. Right. And it's for a month and a half. Yeah. And I was like, 
this is infuri- like this is infuriating, but not as infuriating as what is about to happen. <laughs> so he's very indignant about it. And it's just kind of like, I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go. And she goes, no, 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 no. I, you know what? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. And I was like, I feel like I need to throw my popcorn at Eric just because I can't throw it at the dudes that would actually do something like this. And I just like know that tactic. And I just was like, can I, Eric, I know I was like, is it okay if I punch you? And he was like, it's not, it's not okay. Way to stand up for yourself, Eric. Right. Yeah. So I wrote, you can tell, fuck this dude. You can tell he does this all the time. Where it's like he's cornered and he turns it back around on her to be like, you're being irrational. And then she ends up apologizing for something that she has no reason to apologize for. I mean, the horror movie has started. (laughs) We are in it. (laughs) So now we're at, God damn it. So now we're at Mark and Josh's apartment. And Christian comes in and he walks in the door and he says, so I invited Danny to Sweden. And they're all like, what? Like literally what? And at this point I'm on their side just because like they're not in the relationship. They're just like, we don't want to be around an awkward couple that should be broken up. Like what are we doing? (laughs) So, uh, then he says, but don't worry. Even though she accepted, she's not going to come. Oh, God. I'm Kim, you know all those times where I say to you, yeah, I'll be there. But you know I'm not actually going to come. All those times that that normally happens. That's it. And it's a trip to Sweden. So... Now we hear a knock on the door and his friends are just dumbfounded. They're just like, I, what are we going to fucking say? And as he goes to open the door, he goes, that's Danny. I told her it was your ideas for her to, your idea for her to come. Hi. Oh my God. I fucking hate this guy. Like get out of here. Fuck this dude. Let's just end this movie now where Danny says, you're a douche. Goodbye. Goodbye. It doesn't. It Um, keeps going. This, I just feel like this is so people in their 20s though because even what you just said about you're like remember all this time and I'm like no because you don't do that anymore right you did for the longest time like in your 20s yes but I guess now we're just like I'm not coming this is how I feel yeah I guess here is my honest truth I wouldn't do that for like a trip to Sweden well no yeah like that's if I say I'm going on a trip to Sweden I'm probably gonna go on a trip you know what I mean yeah it's different so she comes in and Danny Danny is really sweet. Like she clearly has this reputation among the dudes. It's one of those things that I found really interesting. Again, in our 20s, I can remember times where we had conversations with our guy friends where they're like, oh, this fucking chick just like won't leave me alone or whatever. Right, right. And we were kind of like, ah, she's, you know, listening to their side of the story. Right. But seeing this other side of the story, Danny is just this like sweet, awkward person who is just like in love with her boyfriend, but senses something is off. Yeah. I mean, 
we were the other we side were of the, the other story side all the, the story. time. We yeah. just weren't hearing their side. Exactly. It's like we were here our guy friend side of other girls. Yeah. And then we were those girls. We were those guaranteed. girls. And it's just like, we're not fucking assholes, you guys. Like, we're just. We just like you and you're not showing it back. And it right. makes us insecure. And, but you also won't stop texting us. And yeah. or you won't break You're up with bread us. crumbing us. So what is the problem? Just don't like give me a full loaf of bread or tell me to go find bread yeah. elsewhere. Don't yeah. give me these crumbs. I don't like I, I need more than crumbs. I'm sweating. I'm a growing girl. I need a full <laughs> fucking loaf of bread. <laughs> give me a whole baguette, you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I like bagels. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes in and she's very much like, hi, and her whole thing is like, I don't want to ruin your guys' trip. And of course, the dudes are like, no, you won't. It's fine. But like, they clearly, it's not fine. yeah, it's not fine. So Josh then says to Christian, hey, can you come look at this? Like on my computer, like he, they're all working on their thesi right. constantly. And Danny comes and sits down in the living room and it's Mark and she sits, sits next to Pele. And so she's just asking Pele about his community and his culture. He's asking her about school. And she's like, yeah, they gave me an extension because of, um, you know, stuff that's happened. And he's just like, yeah, I, 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 I understand. And, and she asked more questions about his community. And he's like, we're going there for this festival that my community does every 90 years. Crazy. And it's like a nine-day festival that'll be pretty much everyone's first and last right yeah which I thought was really cool like when I thought about that I was like oh shit yeah and he then says to her like kind of leans in close and he's like I'm really glad that you're coming oh and he says I'm sorry about what happened to you Mm -hmm. and you see Danny kind of start to like you know her blood pressure you can tell is like rising and she's like trying to keep it together and he's like you know mine my parents actually died too in a fire so I was orphaned Mm -hmm. and she just is like can you excuse me and she walks out of the room into the bathroom and just starts sobbing Mm -hmm. so Kim my first question is this in this exact moment do you decide to go to Sweden and does she decide to go to Sweden in this exact moment she definitely decides to go to Sweden I'm gonna break up with my boyfriend <laughs> not go to Sweden what what what's our belt hold on our bell is sad on this movie as well <laughs> I know our bell's our depressed already <laughs> okay, here we go there we go wake up bell Give yeah. that bell a bag up. Yeah. Um, break up with your boyfriend. <laughs> break up with your boyfriend. And yeah. don't go to Sweden. Go do this something This movie's like upsetting my my memories of... Girl, I know. <laughs> Girl, life. I know. I can't wait to like, talk gosh. to you about Eric's reaction once we've gone through this whole journey. Oh, good. Versus mine. Oh, right. Uh, that's interesting. It's very interesting. So like, she's in the bathroom of their apartment the bathroom then morphs into the bathroom of an airplane where she's still sobbing then she comes out of the airplane bathroom gathers herself and just kind of sits down next to christian like nothing is wrong oh god yep 
So now they are driving forever. Pele is driving through uh, the Swedish countryside. And there is zero civilization, nothing around, but these just beautiful open fields that no human has ever touched, apparently. And they come upon one of these giant fields. And there's just a bunch of 20-something people in, like, traditional Swedish garb. There's a lot of... um, braid crowns a lot of floral crowns a lot of flowy white dresses with floral embroidery on it very few shoes Swedish garb for this Swedish community it is apparently he stops in this field and he's like Pele is like these are my friends this is Ingmar and Ingmar also brought two friends uh, a British couple named Simon and Connie and then they're all like, these are my They're friends. These are my friends. These are these are everybody. This is me. This is blah, 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 blah. Let's do shrooms. Yeah. So Danny says, yes. you know what? Um, You guys go ahead. I just kind of want to get acclimated a little bit before I do that. Right. And so Christian says, oh, oh, you don't want to. Okay, I, I won't do it either. I'll wait with you. Mark then says, he's like, we can't all fucking come up at different times. It's going to make for a bad trip. <sighs> Kim, second question. What? Do you do it and does she do it? God damn it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Her reason for not doing it is like my reason for like never having done hallucinogens is because I'm terrified of a bad trip. I'm terrified of like unleashing whatever darkness lives in my brain and giving it corporeal form (laughs) yeah but am i me you're you but you've also experienced what danny has experienced right and how much time has passed matter of months it seems like and we're doing shrooms shrooms i mean to be honest shrooms is like very joyful (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay um uh I feel like I'm supposed to not do it. But if it was me, like, I would fucking do it. Okay. And then does she do it? Um, and then um, does she do it? Fucking. Ugh. Honestly, I bet she does because she seems to just. Ooh. She does it. She uh, does. She does do it. Does. Uh, you're dead. For sure. <laughs> 100%. I mean, so it's a surprise I'm still alive at this point. Right. Uh, yeah. So Mark gets mad. Danny is then like, you know what? I- I'm sorry. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll do it. It's totally fine. And Christian is like, don't let Mark pressure you. And Pele is like, well, you can or Ingmar or whatever the fuck is like, do you, would you rather have tea? Like so that the taste isn't so bad. And she's like, yeah, why don't why don't I do that? Why don't I try tea? So she does it because Mark gives her attitude. So Mark. now we are just sitting in a big field, an open meadow, and the group is high as fuck. Mark is super paranoid, which I thought was great <laughs> comeuppance for him being such a dick, where he's like, what time is it? And someone's like, it's 9 p.m. And he's like, that's not right. That's not right. It's it's really bright out. That's not right. I don't appreciate that. And then he's like, and then he's like, he's like, maybe I should lay down. I think I should lay down. I'm laying down. Everyone lay down. Everyone lay down. 
and they're all like you're fucking weird so then Pele starts talking about how nature is the shit and like figures the shit out and then uh Danny is looking at her feet and her feet start growing grass out of them and then Pele mentions you all are my family and we see a flip switch in Danny's mind Mm. and she's like you know what I'm gonna uh uh go for a walk so she goes off by herself mm. in this field and she runs away from the group and she runs past another group of Swedish people and we see that they all turn to her and start laughing. And then Ingmar stands up and she's like, why are they all laughing at me? And he's like, they're not. I'm I'm sure they were just laughing. They don't. I mean, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong. She's like, you're right. You're right. So she runs into like an outhouse and she's looking in the mirror and she's like splashing her face and she's just like trying to get a hold of herself, like trying to like get it, get a handle on this trip. Sister's face. And she's just like, fuck. So she runs out of the outhouse, runs into the woods and passes out. She has like super shitty, scary dreams and we don't really know where she is. All of a sudden, Christian is waking her up. And she's like, where am I? And he's like, you fell asleep in the field. And she's like, how long was I out? And he's like, six hours. And she's like, what day, like where, what day is it though? Because it's, it's still daytime. daytime. So Weird. she's like, I don't, what is it? And she's like, is it the next day? And he says like, it's today, today. <laughs> I was like, cool. Not what she was asking. So he's like, we got to go. And uh, they get back in the car and they're driving more and then they stop and now they're walking through woods. So it's basically like the place they're going to, you can only drive to a certain point and then you have to walk through the woods to get the rest of the way. And it seems like a pretty long walk. And then we see a sign or an announcement from Pele, I can't remember because I just wrote Halsingard, being like, here is Halsingard. And they open up to this huge meadow with like fields and little buildings and stuff and it looks like we stepped out of a time machine it's just a bunch of people in like long white dresses flower crowns and braids cows walking by people like wringing out sheets by hand Mm -hmm. and uh lots of people milling around greeting each other with like big smiles and hugs and Pele says everyone this is my family There's a few buildings. There's like a big giant building. There's like some smaller structures, but it definitely is like a very communal setting with like a giant field in the center of all of it. So then uh, a person that we now know to be named Father Odd comes over and he's in a dress himself. And so they ask about like, oh, what is this garb that you're wearing? And he's like, oh, the men wear dresses to illustrate the hermaphroditic properties of nature Hmm. interesting yeah and he's super welcoming and he's just like your family now here we are let's do this so now we're having a little ceremony and there's a woman standing on like a raised platform like a little stage her name is Siv and she's like doing this thing where she's like passing torches around like lighting different torches to like different elders and people in the in the 
community and she's like saying shit about like you know may or fire not burn too hot and may it never go out blah 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 like just ceremonial shit Mm -hmm. and everyone is standing in front and they have uh like a little um a little larger than a shot glass of like some clear liquid and she's like we're starting this shit ceremony's beginning we're doing it for nine days everyone toasts skull and then she yells for any lingering spirits to get out of here josh is recording the whole thing on his phone so now they're sitting in a circle and there's some traditional you know people of the tribe dancing around and Christian is sitting down Indian style and there's like a chain of uh, women that are like holding hands kind of like dancing around in a chain and one of them the chain kind of goes behind Christian and one of them like kicks him in the back Mm -hmm. and he like turns and it's this redhead girl who's just like staring at him Mm -hmm. and he's like what's up what's happening Danny sees this doesn't say anything she's just kind of like what the fuck was that about Mm -hmm. so now Pele is alone with Danny and he hands her a gift she opens it up and it's this beautiful drawing of herself with this ornate flower crown on and he says happy birthday and she says oh thank you yeah, I guess Christian forgot, but <gasps> it was my fault because no! I didn't remind him. Oh, my God. Kim, it was her fault. She didn't she's remind him. Fucking, she's such an idiot. Yeah, she's supposed to remember to remind Gosh. him about her birthday, but then also like remember his birthday of without course. him reminding yes. her. That's her job. So it's like kind of on her. Oh, fuck this guy. I also wrote, what the fuck? And it autocorrected <laughs> again. So... Pele is now touring them around the little community and there's kids sitting in a circle like learning runes and then they pass like this giant rune stone like they have a lot of these in Ireland where it's like it looks like a giant headstone and there's like a carving on it and British Connie asks Danny like how uh how long have you guys been together talking to Danny and Christian and Christian gets it wrong like he's he says like three and a half years or so or he says three years and Danny's like it's four and he's like is it and she's like yeah four year anniversary is in two weeks and he's like oh yeah it's four so just like not a big deal but also like what the fuck kind of I'm mad I'm really mad this whole time so just just you guys aren't right for each other no just break up yeah so then uh, the group is talking and Danny asks Ingmar, how do you know Connie and Simon? And uh, he's like, well, Connie and I used to date. And then Simon swooped in. <laughs> and <laughs> Connie goes, I mean, we weren't dating. We were just friends. And he's like, right, right, right. We were just friends. And now they're engaged. <laughs> <laughs> and Simon's like, yeah, we uh, asked Ingmar to officiate the ceremony. And Danny goes, oh, my God, you did? And he goes, no. <laughs> and then they all laugh. Wow. And I was like, this is so uncomfortable. Yowza. Neat. So they continue the tour through the village. Josh then asks about this giant yellow triangular wooden structure and he's like what the fuck is that and Pele says oh no one's allowed in there goodbye 
and Josh comments, he's like, it looks like someone just built it. And Pele changes the subject. They then keep walking and they pass a live brown bear in a tiny, torturously small cage just sitting there. Josh walks. Yeah, I was very upset. Mark walks by and he's like, are we not going to acknowledge the bear? (laughs) And Pelly turns to him and he goes, that's a bear. Anyway, and I'm like, what the fuck? There's animal abuse happening in front of our eyes. The bear can't even stand up. Like, that's how small the fucking cage is. It was really, really upsetting. So now they walk past this tapestry, this old-timey tapestry that that tells a story. And the story is, here's what I'll say. When we were young and we were trying to get boys to fall in love with us, here's something we didn't try. So it's a tapestry. Each of the squares tells a portion of the story. Girl likes boy. Okay. Right. We see. Been there. Yes. Now we see... The girl standing over a cup, bleeding into it while cutting her pubes. Okay? This is on a tapestry. Someone embroidered this. Someone was like, pube number one (laughs) and sewing here. And now we have some red drops of blood and sewing, embroidering this tapestry. Right, 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 right. She then serves boy some pube blood tea. Right. Next panel is him with swirly eyes. Ooh, magic. Next panel is them boning. What? So all I'm saying, Kim, is what the fuck were we wasting our time doing? doing? All we had to do was make some pube pies and blood tea and we'd be fucking fine. So that's what they, that's, 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 that's what the tapestry says. Great. He now brings them to a large open barn and he's like, this is where we're all, where we all sleep, where we all will sleep. And there's paintings on the walls and the ceiling is gorgeous. Just these beautiful uh, tribal paintings of runes and different scenes depicted and things like that. And Pelly says, all of the younger ones sleep here. The way that our that our community works is we have four seasons of life, just like the earth has seasons. Mm. Spring is until you're 18. Mm -hmm. Summer is 19 to 36. And that's when people will go and like, what kind of sounded like Romspringa where it's Mm -hmm. like, now you go off and make sure this is kind of where you want to be. Right. Right. Though it sounds like everybody comes back, but it's just a time for them to go experience the rest of of the world. And all of the youth from the community from zero to 36 sleeps in this big giant barn together. Then fall for them is 37 to 52 and that's working years. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, this is great. I don't have to have a job till I'm 37. (laughs) Like I'm fucking in. Let's do this. And then give me my fucking right? how many years of what's that? It's, it's like fucking, fucking thirty six years. years of just like living your life before you have fucking to go back and work. Give it great eighteen years of fucking party time. Yeah, travel USA. Party time travel USA. Yeah, that's actually what they were chanting in the field. <laughs> uh, and so then winter is fifty three to seventy two, 
And what I noticed, listen to this math, I did math, Kim, all of the end numbers, like spring ends at 18, summer ends at 36, all divisible by nine. Oh, right. Yeah. So is 52 divisible by nine? No. Oh, it good almost job. worked. Way to try. Well, 18, 36, 72. 72 is divisible by yes. nine, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway. Almost. So almost. Close. All right. So it just, what happens after 72 though? Danny wants to know the same thing. So he's like still talking. I'm like, talk- bitch, I plan on living longer than that. I know, right? So Danny's like, what happens at 72? And Pele like makes a joke and he like makes a joke to like slit his throat uh-huh. and then like laughs. And so she's like, no, but like seriously, what happens at 72? You're like, you're done. Yeah. So she's like, does everyone just like, like nobody lives back? Like, I don't, I don't understand. So then Danny is kind of just looking around the barn. She sees 12 framed photos in black and white. And she learns that these are all past May Queens. Oh. So one thing that I didn't understand, I'll explain right now. I think they have a midsummer celebration every year. But then this nine-day sort of expansion of the midsummer ceremony is only every 90 years. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I was confused because I was like, how could they have all these photographs of May Queens if this only happens 90 years? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I think they have a May Queen every year. It's just, this is like a big giant expansion of that that only happens every 90 years. Okay. Okay. So now here the fuck comes Christian and he has magically manifested some lame piece of cake with a candle in it and he walks over and he's like happy birthday but he like can't even light the fucking candle like he's like oh it won't light and I'm like just leave it and Danny also is like just leave it and he's like I'm really sorry I got confused with the day with day it, whatever and uh and also I'm a fucking asshole uh I wrote that he didn't say it so she's like, no, it's it's okay. Thank you. I'm I'm sorry. And I'm like, bitch! Oh, stop apologizing! Stop apologizing! Oh my gosh! Stop so apologizing! Upsetting! Bitch. Like the gaslighting and breadcrumbing that is happening. It's just gas and breadcrumbs everywhere. <laughs> it's such I'm a bummer. Sorry. So, Pele now tells everyone, okay, good night. It's time for bed. The like big festival starts tomorrow. Good night. So the next day, tables are set up in a rune symbol. What do you keep saying rune? So what do you mean by that? They are symbols. Yeah, they are symbols. Was interpreting, and now I'm like, what do you mean? They are symbols that mean something. So, like Gaelic language had runes, but Mm -hmm. rather than like, okay, let me try and explain this, and I'll do this in a postmortem. Because I'm super interested in runes. The way that their runes work, which we'll learn later, but it's not giving anything away if I tell you, is like each rune represents sort of like an emotional response. So their whole language is based on emotions. Mm -hmm. There are also runes where like it'll have a meaning rather than having um, uh, today is midsummer where it's like those are several words where you put mm-hmm. them together and then that sentence gives you a meaning. There might be one rune that means today is midsummer. It's like a picture. Yes. Okay. But it's not a picture. It's not like a hieroglyph. We'll learn more about it later because Josh wants to know more about it too. Oh, great. 
So you and Josh can we'll talk about talk it. to the elders. Yeah. yeah, I look forward to it. So the table setup is like in a rune, one of the runes that we've seen. It's in that formation. And Danny, we see people gathering flowers, but like it's all the women gathering flowers and they're gathering flowers backwards. Like they have to walk backwards to find the flowers. And then there are women like wringing out sheets uh, by hand, like hold, like each holding an end of the sheet and like twisting around together. So it's like a little (laughs) whatever the fuck. Danny then comes up and brings Chris a bouquet of flowers. And he's like, did you pick these backwards? And she's like, I did. And they're just like, oh, cool, whatever. Like, she's just really sweet. Like, he doesn't fucking deserve her. He's the worst. So now they're standing around the table and no one sits down. Mark is being a dick about it. Like, he's definitely the one who's like, why can't we sit? And it's like, this is ceremony. Like, just fucking acclimate, you turd. And uh, here come two oldies, a man and a woman, and they're walking towards the table sort of very slowly, maybe somberly, but it could also be just sort of regally. And they come and they uh, sit at the head of the table. And when they sit, everyone else can sit. And when they start eating, everyone else can start eating. Uh, So they, they start eating and then Mark sees this brunette across the way making eyes at him and he hits himself in the face with a boner and every time they do a toast they do this breathing thing so it's like they toast and then they go (sighs) so it's like they breathe in and then like (sighs) out and they do that every time they toast so that's what we'll be doing every time we toast now okay uh so and then they drink and then they drink yeah Oh, no, no, no. They do it after they drink. So they toast, they drink, and then they go (sighs) afterwards. I feel like we almost naturally do that. I know, right. (laughs) So everyone... Okay. Meal is over. Everyone gets up. Some men from the village come over, and the oldies are now being carried in their chairs. Their chairs are like platforms where it's like they've got... Um, poles there Mm -hmm. so that like people can lift them and the village is all following them and they're following them up to this cliff and the villagers stay down below and the oldies are taken up the side of the cliff where there are these like ancient runes up top the village is standing below and mark at this point is like you know what i'm fucking tired and jet lagged i'm just gonna go take a nap let me know how the ceremony goes so he leaves so the oldies are up at the top and the gentleman, the man cuts his palm and then goes over to the giant rune and like rubs his blood on the rune. Mm-hmm. Then the old woman comes to the edge of the cliff as if she's like going to address the villagers down below. She's standing there about to speak when she jumps. What? And she lands face what fucking first on a rock in slow motion we literally see her skull explode <laughs> on the rock bounce off and fall to the ground <laughs> bye she literally swan dove off the fucking cliff all of the villagers are like cool 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 yeah 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 oh simon and connie are like what <laughs> Simon and Connie are losing their 
fucking mind. Like Simon is like, call an ambulance. I'm like, bitch, what ambulance do you think? You are in the middle of goddamn nowhere. There are no am- ambulances uh, coming up here. Like you're fucked. Do you think these old people were older than 72? You'll find out. Oh, I look forward to it. Losing their minds. So Simon, Connie, all basically all of the like Danny, Christian, Danny's clearly losing oh her mind. Yeah. The boys are shocked, but are are definitely like, what? What is? What is this? Like they're more like this is. But what? But what? But why? Why and what and how what? and who? So as they're trying to compose themselves, here comes the old man up to the edge, and he swan dives <laughs> off too. Except he doesn't swan dive. He jumps feet fucking first. Let me tell you something. That doesn't kill you. That just shatters every bone in your legs and you're still alive in the most excruciating pain you can possibly imagine. And they wanted us to know that it shatters your legs because they showed us in slow motion great detail of his shattered legs and then him being like, ouch, I'm barely conscious and my only consciousness is pain. Ow! So... The Americans and the Brits are like, I can't, I mean, goodbye. What I have, what is happening? What's going on? And the villagers are like, shh, 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 we're not done. What? So, well, the old man is still alive. So the villagers have to help with this. So three people come up. One of them is holding a giant hammer. Okay. The first one comes up and smashes the old man in the face. Which, which, by the way, if you're wondering what that looks like, don't worry. The movie shows you in sl- slow motion, <laughs> in, sl- in slow motion. <laughs> and uh, but then the other the other ones wanted a turn, so they pass the hammer off, and uh, they give it two 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 more good smashes in the face, in slow motion. <laughs> It's very upsetting. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. It's a bum bum. Silent laughing. It's a bum bum bum. It's a bummer. Okay, so Kim. Uh, I mean, hi. What do you do, and what does Danny do? What do you mean? What do you? I mean, what are we doing? What? How do I? What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, it's a question. What are we doing? What are we? What are we? What are we? What are we? What do we do? <laughs> what does what does Danny do? What do you do? Okay. Where are we? I think um, take that hammer, smash myself in the <laughs> face, <laughs> and then swan dive off the mountain. Yep. Um, oh, I like that you switch it up. You're like, I'm gonna smash myself in the face first, yes. and then I'm gonna swan dive off the mountain. I just like to do things a little diff. I'm a millennial. Yeah, I just like to do things a little diff diff. Um, Okay. <laughs> Hi. I know. I'm upset. Me too. I'm okay. So I don't know what my options are. I mean, uh, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to. This right. is fun for me because there are so many things where I'm like, no, please do. Please do tell me what you're going to do. <laughs> I don't have an answer. I am going to determine whether you stay alive or not based on whatever, whatever answer you give me. You yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to team up with my fellow 
American and Brits. Okay. In being like, the fuck? Okay. Is happening. Okay. That's Kim. Um, and I just, I don't think that I, with what has happened to my family, want to watch people die in front of my face. You know? In a really, I don't know that really, I do either. Really just not pretty way. Yeah. And it, it was a pretty, pretty death. It was I'm a sorry, pretty death. I just be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, just in case I wasn't clear. <laughs> She bounced head first (laughs) off the rock and that rock exploded her face like a water balloon in summertime. Okay. 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 Do you need me to explain what his legs looked like? No. Okay. All of his weight came down on his heels and just like if you can picture like the physics of how that bone would shatter. That's what we're up against. And then just being kind of like barely conscious. And like the only reason you're even mildly conscious is because the pain is keeping your brain awake. Just in case that was un- unclear. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to figure out a way to leave. That's you? Yeah. Okay. What does she yeah. do? And I just feel like like it sounds like the old Brits are freaking out as much too. The Brits, and like are, they, the Brits are freaking. They're like, let's go. Um, the Brits are freaking. So uh, there, there's some interesting some character ha- happening here that I want to be clear about. So Mark is taking a nap. Right. Josh is an anthropology major. Right. So he's, so he's looking like, at this. Tell me your fucking history kind of, of this ceremony. Yeah. Like he's being very clinical about your, it. What is your community about and what does this mean? Yeah. Right, and right. Christian is – here's how I would describe Christian – Closer to Josh's reaction, but not at all sensitive to how this may be affecting Danny. Right. What What does she do? And just just let me know, like, if you need me to go over, like, what her face looked like <laughs> as she bounced off the rock. Like, I'm happy to just stop at any point and describe it again, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. I don't know that anything so morbid has ever made me laugh so much I, like, on this show. I like it was, I'm hysterically silent laughing over here, and I can't help it. Here's I'm what I'll so tell you: upset. there is no other option. I'm just like it's either that laughing. or smash yourself in the face <laughs> to make it stop. Like there's no other option. Okay. <laughs> it's interesting too to hear it and not to see it because oh. then I'm just creating it on my own. Yeah. There was a, her arms were kind of spread wide, and then like as her face hit the rock, her arms kind of like like swung out like wings. It was beautiful, and like the spray of the blood as her as her internal organs of her head just came exploding Ugh. out. Yeah, I think that okay. I said what I was going to do, right? Yeah, you did. Um, I think that Danny is going to like be like, maybe I'll go take a nap too. One for you. So I think teaming up with the other people that are as freaked out as you are was a really good strategy. Mm-hmm. We will learn more later. I don't want to go into that. Danny kind of tries to leave in her sort of like non-assertive way. Right. She basically... 
is completely freaked out. And as they're walking back, Christian is a little freaked out, but not as much as like you and I would be and not in a way that is sensitive to what Danny must be going through. Mm -hmm. The Brits are losing their mind. Mm -hmm. And so Siv, who's like an elder woman, is kind of like scolding Ingmar being like, did you not warn them? And kind of talking to Pele too. And both Ingmar and Pele are like, we kind of warned them. And I'm like, was, was this sign yeah, like your warning of it? That was not enough. <laughs> and so Siv is like, this is an honor that I look forward to when I turn 72. 72. This is what they do. What? You just jump off the cliff? You just jump off the cliff when you turn 72. Goodbye. That's so young. It is really young. It's really fucking young. And I'm also like, 72-year-olds are different. Like, there could be a 65-year-old that can't do shit and an 89-year-old that's still working. Right. Like, this is... So, they're walking back and Christian is like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, she's not fucking okay. She just watched someone's head explode and femurs shatter. And then, like, I, he's the fucking worst. And she's like, I just need to not be here right now. So this is probably part of the ceremony they do every year is basically yes. it. Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, and so Christian is like, oh, okay, you just go for a walk. Bye. And I'm like, I cannot understand how she was in this relationship for four years. Like, I, I, if I had experienced something like what Danny experienced and then had to observe two people gruesomely committing suicide. And I said, I'm going for a walk. And Eric's response was, okay, see you soon. I would go back and find that hammer, pick it up, go find Eric and smash his nutsack to smithereens. Smithereens. I tell you. So she's sobbing alone again. She goes back to the main house to pack up, and here comes Pele. She's the only one in the main house. And he's like, you should stay. I'm, I'm most excited for you to be here. And, he's, and he says, my parents died too. And she's kind of like, do you not understand that I am freaking out that I just watched two people gruesomely commit suicide? Yes, yes. I was orphaned in a murder homicide or murder suicide brought on by my sister. Yes, yes. But my reaction right at this moment is based on the Something events I just, just witnessed. Cuz Pele just keeps being like, you know, I was orphaned too. My parents were killed in a we fire. Get it. Yeah. And he says, "But it was different for me." And she's like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> and he's like, "Because I had a family I was technically orphaned but I had the family of this community Mm. you're alone Mm. and she's like again I know (laughs) and he's kind of um he gives her like a little uh looks like a little stone and he's like smell this it calms you down It, it it just but like he smells it too like it looks like it's just like a little poultice of herbs or whatever and then he she looks down and she sees that he's holding her hands and she pulls them away and she's like, Chris might, Christian might come in. And Pelle says, does Christian feel like home to you? Mm. And she doesn't answer. 
And I was like, the answer is no. <sighs> Christian is a fucking dive bar at closing time that smells like vomit that you're trying to leave. That's what Christian is. Goodbye. So now it's nighttime. And she had previously asked uh, Josh for a sleeping pill, which he gave her. She then wakes up and she sees the four boys sneaking out with all of their bags out of the big house. She groggily follows them out because she took a sleeping pill. And she sees them get into Pelle's car and drive away. Oh, but I don't. And Christian is looking out the back window laughing. (gasps) All of a sudden, she screams and black smoke starts billowing out of her mouth. Then she sees dead people. The dead people turn to her parents and sister on the rocks. And then more smoke billowing, billowing out of her mouth. And then she wakes up. Mm. It was a dream. We then look over and we see that chick, uh, that redhead chick mm-hmm. sitting on her bed. And she's awake and she's like fidgeting with this stone. And Danny sees her put it under Christian's bed and Josh was awake and also saw the whole thing. So she realizes she had a dream, whatever. They didn't leave her. The next day, uh, Danny is like, were you not disturbed by what we witnessed? And Christian is like, I mean, I'm sure they find elderly homes disturbing just as much as we found this disturbing. And I'm like, you're not wrong, You're not wrong. <laughs> but there is a happy medium here between hammer bludgeons <laughs> and elderly homes. There is a happy medium. We also see that British Connie has all of her bags packed and she's talking to Father Odd, one of the elders. And she's like, what the fuck do you mean he already left? And Father Odd is like, well, the only train to blah, blah, blah. Leaves in 90 minutes and there's only enough room in the truck for two people. And she's like, no, no, no. Why did he would never leave me? And Father Odd has a bunch of gobbledygook excuse that's fucking weird and blah, blah, blah. And Connie is super pissed and storms off. Basically, what Father Odd was trying to say was like. The first train we were going to be late for, but there's only two seats in the truck one person driving, one person there uh, in the passenger seat. So we would take Simon and then come back and get you. And then you was like kind of what he was saying. And Connie was like, Simon left her. Simon left her. Simon. Connie was like, that's some bullshit. And she storms off and she's super pissed at Simon. Like, what the fuck? Christian now meets up with Danny and, uh, oh, I copied that. I think this is where, I'm sorry, this is where she has the conversation about, like, why were you not disturbed, elderly homes, blah, blah, blah. This is kind of where, like, all of these events happen, and the order of them isn't super important, but, like, the order that they were in the script versus what the order of them was in the film may be different. So, Pele is now in the garden, and, okay, there was one part that I missed. Right after the ceremony... Josh comes back and 
he gets out his laptop and Christian finds him and he's like, I think I know what I'm going to do my thesis on. And Josh says, cool. What is it? And he goes, I'm going to do it in the, on the Hargis, which is these people. Mm-hmm. And Josh is like, you got to be kidding me. Wait, I thought Josh is the one that's talking the thesis. Josh is right is took out his laptop. Christian comes in to be like, I think yeah, I know what I'm going to do. Oh, I'm sorry, Josh. So Christian is like, hey, Josh, I think I know what I'm going to do my thesis on. Oh, Christian is the one saying that yes. he's going to do his thesis on. The yes. People. And oh, Josh looks at him and Josh. says, are you fucking kidding me? Okay. And he goes, no. And he goes, you know, that's why I came here. And he goes, no, no, no. You're doing it on like midsummer ceremonies in general. I want to do it on these people. And Josh is like, fuck you. Like, you can't, you can't just take my idea. Yeah. And like, try to repackage it as something else. I've been working on this for months and like, you've been putting it off. So like, Josh is super fucking pissed. And Christian is like, no, I'm going to do it. (sighs) So now Josh comes up to Pele in the garden and he says, Pele, I want to do my thesis on you guys. I want to include information about you guys in my thesis. Can you ask the elders if that's okay? And also, can you not tell Christian? And Pele says, A, Chris already asked me. And B, the elders are going to say no. Josh begs him to ask anyway. He's basically like, fine, if they say no, they say no. But like, can you just ask? Cut to Josh in the in a temple, like one of the buildings, with an elder, and the elder is holding like a book of runes, and Josh is just asking him questions about it, and the and the elder is explaining, and the elder says our language is runes. The runes are based on emotional responses. New volumes are written every generation or whatever the fuck. I guess basically because like if they're based on emotion. There may be like different ways of interpreting different emotions or whatever. And we see that there are like really tiny drawings of runes, but then also like entire pages that look like a child's finger painting. And the elder says the finger painting is by Reuben. And he points to uh, a person that's kind of walking by the door frame of this giant sort of open barn type thing, but not the barn where they all sleep like a different one. And he's severely, severely deformed. We saw him in the in the trailer. And his name is Reuben. And Josh says, the me- men- mentally disabled boy? And the elder is like, yeah, he's purposely created that way. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? And he's mm-hmm. like, he's a product of incest. <laughs> but his disability but he doesn't call it his disability uh makes him unclouded mm-hmm. so he is the oracle of this generation that's writing mm-hmm. this generation's volume of rune meanings basically okay. so he finger paints them and the elders interpret his finger painting into what runes mean i don't know i'm not an expert <laughs> uh i need a full thesis on this please uh, yeah so Josh is like, can I take pictures? And the elder is like, absolutely fucking never, ever may you take pictures. 
So we're like, okay, dude, chill the fuck out. Now, Pele comes up to Josh and Chris again. This is all daytime, but it's all daytime. So it's like, this could be the next day. I don't fucking know. The sun never goes <laughs> down. So he's like, also, you guys can do your thesis. The elder said it was okay, but you have to split it. Like, you know, you both get to do it. You, you can't, you know, fight it out. One of you only gets to do it. But you can't include names and you can't include locations or any indication of a location mm-hmm. at all. We also learn about mating rituals. So they start asking about, like, how the fuck does this survive? And Pele basically says, like, incest is okay-ish here, but, like, we don't, like... <laughs> love it okay so like we bring people in from the outside to procreate just so we're like mixing up the gene pool a bit okay um so he's like neither here nor there on like boning siblings like he's like whatevs okay sometimes you feel like a nut sometimes you don't so chris walks away and josh asks Pele about the the rune stone that was under Chris's bed and Chris uh, and Pele goes Maya put this there and he's like yeah and he go he says something in Swedish and it's in the script but I couldn't find it again where it somehow translates to like Maya has her like lady pants on now <laughs> it's like she can bone. She put her lady pants on, and okay. she can bone now. And she chose Christian. I love putting my lady pants. Yeah, on. she put her fucking lady pants on. She carved a rune, and she was like, "You're my dude." Wake up every day, put my lady pants on. I'm like, <laughs> look out, world! Just throw it up. Okay, so we then see that ashes there's like this dead tree that's fallen in the middle of the field but not just freshly fallen it looks like it fell decades and decades ago but they haven't moved it and we see that there are some elders who are like shoveling ashes sort of into the hollowed out trunk of the tree that's laid over and we learn that this is the ancestral tree at some point mark who's a fucking asshole is like, I got to go take a leak. No. Peas on the tree? Yeah. And I'm like, there are so many places to piss. piss. There are so many places to take a piss. Why you would piss on this tree that is visible to everyone is, I can't think of any reason you would do it other than to be a dick. So obviously one of the elders loses his fucking mind. And Mark is like, what's the big fucking deal? It's a fucking dead tree. Who cares? Like, He's just a monster. And I'm like, you're a gr- anthrop- anthropology like graduate student. Mm-hmm. Like you you're not like a fucking lacrosse player. <laughs> I don't understand why you don't seem to understand like cultural differences right, of any kind. Yeah. Or have like empathy towards them at all. At all. So loses his fucking mind about it. They have to basically like separate the elder from like beating the ever living shit out of Mark. And I'm like, I don't know. Let him kind of <laughs> like I'm fine with this. Danny is then invited to make meat pies with the women. Hmm. One of the women comes up. She's like, do you want to help? That was my Swedish accent. Beautiful. Thank you. And Danny's like, you know, she's trying. Like, she's trying to acclimate. She's trying to be the cool girl. 
Oh, girl. Exhausting. I know. You don't need to be the cool girl. Um, she's making some pies with the ladies. So now it's lunchtime. And they're all sitting around the table. And Danny says, do you know what happened with Connie? And Christian is like, yeah, she was driven to the train station. And she's like, I just, why would Simon leave her? Like leave without her. And, and Christian just kind of shrugs because he's an asshole. And Danny says, I can see you doing something like that. Oh, shit. And I'm like, ooh, are you putting your lady pants on, Danny? Okay. So now we see that the tree dude is just staring at Mark unblinkingly. And Mark's like, I think this guy has it out for me. I'm like, you think? So now meat pies are put in front of everyone. I can go for a meat pie right oh, now. Right? Sounds good. Yeah. I love I love a good meat pie. I have a fun story about meat pies that I learned. There's an entire dollop episode about meat pies. Really? And it makes them far less appetizing. Ooh, no. It's, uh, but fascinating, but gross, but interesting, but disgusting. The meat pies? No, uh, close. Okay. No. Maybe I'll talk about it in postmortem. So we see that there's a special pie. That's put in front of Christian. Like it's just got like a different little leaf on the top as decoration. And we also see that everyone's got kind of like, um, it kind of looks like watered down orange juice. Like that's the color mm-hmm. of everyone's drink. Except for Christian's is like pinkish mm-hmm. rather than yellowish. Mm-hmm. So as Christian, mm-hmm. what does Christian do and what do you do? doesn't feel like your pie is special and your drink is pink okay I am going to inquire further okay to whom who's putting my meat pie in front of my face the 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 women I guess I'll ask the women then why is my pie different yeah, I'll put on okay. my lady pants and be like, what here forth is with this pie, Okay, okay. And what here forth is with this pie? Got it. Drinks. And, um, and I don't know. Uh, it feels weird. And also because, you know, people are diving off cliffs. I'm especially, a little surreal. Everything feels like a little like... Yeah. I feel nervous about everything. So yeah. more of the story is I'm not going to eat or drink it. Okay. And what does he do? And, you know, Christian, I don't think he's going to do anything. I think he's just, ah, Christian. What, who's who's Christian? Who is he? <laughs> An asshole. Yeah. Right. So it's like he could go either way mm-hmm. kind of with some things. A little bit. But I don't feel like he's, like, concerned about things okay. that much. Let's just say he eats it. Fuck it. Go for it. Woo! Double ding. Uh, yeah, I, I gave you a point because you were, like, concerned. But, like, I think that if you asked them, they'd be like, nothing like they wouldn't give you any information right. but you would at least be like i'm gonna maybe not drink this or eat this 
I'm not even entirely sure Christian noticed the difference, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But he does take a big old bite of that pie. And here comes the hot brunette that wants to uh, fuck Mark. And she's like making eyes at him. And Christian is eating his meat pie. And then he pulls a pube. (gasps) Oh, shit. Out of his He's got a pube pie. He's got a pube pie and a blood drink. Oh, shit. Yeah. So Maya put on her lady pants and, and made him a pube pie. Pube pie. And a bloody cocktail. Yeah. So everyone's like, that's gross. And just kind of continues. Like, I think that they're kind of like, how did a pube accidentally get put into this pie? And mm-hmm. I'm like, did you not read the tapestry? <laughs> <laughs> Please refresh your memory on the tapestry. So the tapestry, people, the tapestry. (laughs) So now the hot brunette comes up to Mark and she's like, come, I show you. And Mark's like, "Uh, uh, I'm going to go. She's going to show me. (laughs) And he like walks off. Fuck you, Mark. Mark's the dickhead? Yeah. So Mark leaves. Now it's nighty night time. Danny asks Josh for another sleeping pill. Josh gets into bed with his shoes on. Kim. Yes. What does Josh do and what do you do? Okay. He gets up out of his bed. Okay. With his shoes. Yep. He walks inside of the shoes. Yep. And explores something. Where? (laughs) Uh, Um, Oh, you know what? He's going to go into that big thing that they, that he was like, looks like it was just built. What is this? Okay. Blurp and what do you thing. do? Um, that they were like, you can't go inside because he wants to find out everything for his thesis. <laughs> um, I go to sleep. <laughs> I take my shoes off, put my lady pants on and go to sleep. <laughs> One point for you. Go to sleep. That is the correct answer. Good night. Josh does get up to explore, but it's not into that place where does he go he goes to the temple that had the rune book in it uh, and he goes in and, and takes pictures starts taking oh, pictures shit. when all of a sudden someone comes in we can't quite see who it is they're standing in the archway of the doorway so they're backlit by the moonlight and josh is like who who's there comes a little closer and we see that it's Mark in a full Winnie the Pooh. What do you, what, a what? A full Winnie the Pooh? Shirt, no pants. <laughs> dick and balls swinging. Wow. Yeah, full dick and balls. And he comes a little closer and we see that it's not Mark, but it is Mark? Nope. It's someone wearing Mark's face. What? Wearing Mark's face. And Josh goes, what the fuck? Bludgeoned in the head. And we just see his body being dragged away. Uh, 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 oh, no. Next day. Oh, no. Christian and Danny and Pelle get up. And Josh's bed is empty. And Mark's bed is empty. Hmm. Kim. What? What do you do and what do they do? <laughs> their, their beds are empty. I'm going to get on that truck 
And be the singular passenger <laughs> to the train. How are you? Who? Okay. And I'm going to go home. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. So singular meaning what? You're going to steal the truck? No. Two people can fit. Oh, okay. I wasn't gonna understanding. Have that driver drive me. Okay. Okay. And what do they do? To the train. And I'm going to go home. Good. Goodbye. Or I'll steal the truck. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to say... It was like Josh, like Mark, they already knew was kind of like maybe in someone else's bed mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of thing. But Josh was like the weird, like went to sleep with them. Yeah. Also, they all sleep in the same barn. Oh, the other trick does too, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I just realized that right now. Because in my head, I was going like, they're assuming that he's, but then I was like, no, she's under 36. She sleeps in the same place. Right. Um, do they just go about their day? Question mark? Kinda. They basically, and no points for you and you'll find out why. Okay. Uh, not that you have a ton of options, but the one that you chose, not gonna work. Damn it. So, yeah, they're kind of like, I don't care. Like, they're kind of like, Mark must be off with that girl. Right. And I'm like, but where's the girl? And if Mark's not with, like, what, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. And then they're like, Josh? And it's just kind of like, I don't know. Like, I didn't even record anything because everyone just is kind of like, not I'm sure they'll turn anything. up. Yeah. So then the elders come up to Christian and they're like, hey, so our rune book was stolen. And also your friends are missing. So that's super suspicious. And motherfucking Christian throws them under Under the bus. bus. Like, he's like, they're not even my friends. I can't Ah. believe they would do this. Fuck those guys. Like, just fucking throw. So, like, everyone needs to dump Christian. He's the worst. (laughs) And um, the elders are like, whoever, you won't be penalized. Just turn the book in. Like, we won't. We Mm -hmm, just want the fucking mm -hmm. book. So then Christian is told uh, by the elders, hey, follow Siv, who's one of the elder women, to this little white house. He goes into this little white house, and I think he thinks he's going to, like, get in trouble or, like, interrogated. He walks into this room with, like, all of these these paintings all over the wall. And one of them is a bear burning on a wall. Mm -hmm. And... He's instructed to sit in the chair opposite Siv. So it's literally just a room, lots of paintings on the wall, two chairs facing each other. Mm-hmm. And what Siv says is, Maya wants to bone you. You down? Uh, uh, what? And Christian's like, I, I, I think she put a pube in my pie. <laughs> Cut. Like, that's all we know. He actually says that? Yeah. <laughs> so... Cut to Danny with the women. And we see that the women are mashing up some flowers and herbs in a mortar and pestle and then dumping the mix into these big jugs of water and then spooning the water into cups to each of the women as they walk by. And one of the female Swedish friends, Pele's sister, I think, uh, tells Danny to drink it. She says it's for the festivities. This is the big one. Kim. What? Does she voluntarily drink it? 
and do you I'm so tired mm-hmm. um we're literally just getting started no yeah i want to go home i want to not get on the plane <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay what's it a cup of flowers mashed up in a mortar and pestle yeah i'm mashing them too? no 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 i'm just, just one of the women it. of the yeah does she drink it mm-hmm. is the question voluntarily yeah voluntarily and do you it's a weird addendum is it to the question is it i don't know i'm not <laughs> concerned <laughs> Catherine's giving me weird eyes. <laughs> or am I just giving you eyes? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <They're> weird eyes. <laughs> um, I'm going to say she does not voluntarily drink it. Okay. And how about you? I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm going to drink it Kim Burns style... Which means... What does that mean? None of the water goes in my mouth and it all just spills on the front of me. Oh my God. Your inability to get water in your mouth finally fucking pays ah, off. Great job. <laughs> okay. So you get one point for you. She does voluntarily drink it. I will be honest with you. Until right now, I don't know why I wrote the word voluntary. <laughs> That's the only reason but I, I like, said wasn't no. Gonna, like, as I'm reading, I'm like, does she voluntarily take it? Sure. Like, if it was just as she drank it, I would have said no. I, I would know. Have said yes. It's weird. Uh, so. Well, I was like, I guess not. I guess they shove it down her throat. Otherwise, why would you say voluntarily? I, I don't know why I wrote it that way. You tricked me. I, you I, tricked, my, I tricked myself. So uh, she's like, drink it. It's for the festivities. So they clink and I they do a. I don't, I, don't <sighs> trust the, ah, I don't trust the festivities anymore. Smart. So the They've sister's like, pubes and this is the big one. Bodies. Yeah. So now it's trippy maypole time. It's all the women dancing around. Three concentric cir- circles. Flower crowns. White dresses. Women dancing around. It. I'm seeing it. Music playing. Yes. Jaunty fairy tunes. Right. Uh, d- Why do I always get the jaunty you fairy tunes? Always. I always get the jaunty fairy tunes. S- well, you, I think you specifically describe things as... No. Leprechaun? Oh, wh- why don't you? Why don't you play it for Mid-summer? me right now, then? No. In, I found the fucking part of Apostle where it is literally... There's no other way to describe it other than a jaunty fairy tune. And I'm going to play no, it for everyone. No, but I want to hear the midsummer jaunty fairy tune. Well, this one starts with like a low sort of like horn sound to get everyone warmed up where it's like right. does not sound jaunty or fairy like <laughs> but then it comes in with some drums and some bleep 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 I just wanted to confirm with myself that you basically do the same, same song every song time. Every time. I, I don't. That song too. must live in my heart somewhere. It does. I don't know why. It's in your bones. And it's reminiscent of the Smurf theme song. <laughs> boop, doop, boop, it's boop, like you do it different pitches, I feel like. But it's, it's because I always know that that's what's I coming. Say. And then I try to change it up and I can't. I just live in that wheelhouse and it's just always what comes out of me. I want somebody to make like a remix of my <laughs> John T. Mary tune that I sing. Okay. So 
Danny's high as fuck and she's dancing with the women. And basically the rules of this are we're going to dance until everyone has fallen down except one person. Okay. So it's like if you fall down because you bumped into somebody, you're out. If you fall down because you barfed, you're out. If you fall down because you pass out, you're out. Mm. Whoever's left standing is left standing. Right. So... Danny is now kind of swept up in it. Like she's no longer nervous because the drugs are kicking in and she's starting to get a little competitive. Then she sees Christian and there's only a few people left. So she kind of looks over to Christian to be like, I'm doing it. And he's not paying attention Mm -hmm. and he doesn't give a shit. He's barely watching her. Then we see that Maya falls, but it kind of looks on purpose. Like she sort of took herself out of the running And then she goes and sits with the spectators near Christian. Mm -hmm. And she's just staring at Christian. Mm -hmm. Then another woman comes up and brings Christian some water with some special properties. He's just sitting on the grass. And so now, Kim, I would like to know. You've just been asked if you would like to accept the invitation of the pube pie. Right. And now you're sitting on the grass in hot, hot night sun. <laughs> and someone comes up and says, drink this special properties water. Christian, do you do it? They say this has special properties. Those are in their it? words. God, yeah. no, absolutely not. You Stop do not? It. Okay. What does Christian do? Drinks it. Okay. He tries to say no. Like, he tries to be like, I don't need any special properties. And she basically pressures him. Like, she won't walk away until he takes it. Mm -hmm. So then he drinks it. Danny keeps dancing. Bitches are dropping like flies. And everyone is high as fuck. Danny finds she's now magically able to speak Swedish. Because she starts communicating with people in the circle. And she's like, these drugs are neat. I'm bilingual now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want some bilingual bilingual drugs. drugs. And so then uh the last two drop out and Danny realizes she oh no is the winner. Oh no. Everyone gets up and she's whisked away and she's adorned in like insanely ornate lush flower crowns and capes and shit. And they're like she's the May Queen. Oh my god. She's ushered through the crowd and she's just like out of it like she's just being kind of like tossed about and she's still really high and at one point Pele kisses her but it's just like as she's moving through the crowd and she's like what's happening and then all of a sudden she's told to step up onto this like wooden sun like this circle that is painted like a sun and then the village like lifts up the platform so she's basically like having to like paddleboard on the crowd (laughs) while high and covered in flowers and Christian is at the back of the crown uh, crowd because what? Oh, the sentence I wrote is Christian is at the back of the crowd because fuck that guy. <laughs> I guess I guess it's self-explanatory. <laughs> All right. So they take her to the big table and she is now at the head of the table and she is just adorned in all the flowers and the throne is also made out of flowers and we see that the plant appears to be like breathing and moving and she's just like what the fuck and like there's like flowers on her crown that are like blinking Mm -hmm. and like moving 
And then some dude comes over and he tries to put a fish in her mouth. Okay. And he's like, here's a salted herring. You got to eat it for good luck. And she's like, gross. I wish not to and spits it out. And everyone's like, ha ha, funny joke. And she's like, is it? I'm not in on it. And then they're all kind of like waiting for her. And she's like, oh, f- oh, you're waiting for for me. Okay. I'll, what? What? I'll start eating. And they're like, yes. Oh, so she okay. starts eating. And then they're like, Skull, you're a family. And she's just fucking high as fuck. Now we see that Christian is sitting at the table, not next to her. And he's tripping balls, but like not a fun trip. Like he's kind of like curled up a little bit as if he's very cold, but he's not because it's right. it's day night. And he just is kind of like, doesn't look like he's having a good trip. And he kind of turns to an elder that's sitting next to him and says something along the lines of like, what's happening or something. And the elder doesn't answer him. He just looks him straight in the face and goes and claps in his face. And Christian just reacts as if he's been hit Mm -hmm. and that he's like a little child that's been spanked Mm because he just kind of like cowers. And we're like, what the fuck? So then they're like, okay, May Queen, eating's done. You got to go bless the crops and shit. So they usher the May Queen to this carriage that's being like carried by the other women of the, the village. And she's like, can I bring Christian? And they're like, nope. So she's off through the field. Now we're back with Christian at the table as she's being carried to go bless some shit. And we see that there's a woman who's making a flower path right in front of Christian. Mm-hmm. Kim. What? What are you doing? What does Christian do? I'm going to ignore it and put a blanket over it. Okay. I mean, so you're not going to follow the flower path? No. Okay. I guess he follows it. I'm going to give you one and a half points. Okay. I think you'll, I think you'll understand why later because I don't know I don't know that you'd be able to outright refuse to follow the flower path but your apprehension is noted if that makes sense yes so now we're back with the carriage and all the women are doing this ceremony where they bury a big giant slab of meat some grain an egg and something else and then they cover it over with dirt and then they kind of like two women go around in a circle, like around the little hole, the May Queen and another woman with their hands up against each other, like singing tonally. And Danny's like really good at it. And they're all kind of like really impressed that she's like catching on to this ceremony really quickly. Now we are back with Christian. He has been led into one of the temples, not the big yellow temple but the place where the rune book was. Mm -hmm. And there's a foyer to the temple. So there's a door and then there's a second door. And he's a white gown is put on him and an elder tells him to breathe in the vapors for vitality. Now he heads into the temple and here is Maya on a bed of flowers, naked, Mm Mm-hmm. And all of the elder women of the village are standing around her in a semicircle, mm-hmm. butt-ass naked, Whoa. smiling. All of them. Okay. One of them comes up and takes his robe off, and we see some more dick and balls. Right. 
He's super stoned and confused looking. What does Christian do and what do you do? <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to say he bones her. Okay. And I'm going to... See, these questions are weird because it's like you're high as shit. I'm going to try not to bone her. How? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm going to be like... I'm going to make myself throw up. Ooh. Okay. To A, get some drugs out, and B, use that as an excuse to get the fuck out of there. I'm impressed with that answer. I'm giving you a ding for that. Thank you. So no, the camera is like Maya's face, right? basically, and we just see her knees opening, Mm -hmm. and Christian is standing between them. And he comes over and he kneels down in front of her and bones her. Now, the women in the circle, in the semicircle around her, are watching and they're writhing in unison with Maya. So moaning and moving in unison with her. I'm uncomfortable. Rubbing their boobs. They're super into it. Everyone in this room is having a great time, except for Christian, who doesn't know what's happening. It's kind of like, it's like live porn. Live porn. Yes, it is live porn that they are watching right now. And one woman kind of bends down and Maya like puts her hand up and like touches the woman's face and the woman just starts singing in beautiful harmonized tones as Maya's being fucked by Christian. Uh, It was uncomfortable. I mean, I guess she just didn't want to fuck her brother. Oh God. I don't want to do the incest. I don't want to do the incest. So the woman kneels down singing to her. Here comes the carriage back. Maya, I'm sorry. Uh, Danny hears some strange moaning coming from one of the buildings. Mm-hmm. And she says, "What? what is that? And the women say, that's not for you. She goes, no, but I mean, what is it? Like, I'm the fucking May Queen. Tell me what the fuck it is. And they just don't answer her. So she goes to look anyway. She goes to the foyer. Remember how I told her there's two doors. Mm-hmm. So she opens the first door and then she kneels down and she looks through the keyhole and she just sees a bunch of women standing mm-hmm. around in a semicircle and her boyfriend's naked butt thrusting in and out of another woman. Okay. So she runs out and barfs everywhere. Mm-hmm. The other women flock to her in support and they like usher her into the big house where they all sleep and she's just like scream crying again and she kind of gets down on the ground and all the women get down on the ground with her do you remember that thing that we did in voice Mm -hmm. where it was like keening where we learned about the women that are like professional mourners for funerals and stuff that's basically what they're doing like they're keening in like unison with each other's like emotional state it was actually like really haunting and like Eric looked over and like I was like crying because it was just like the connection of these women was like so organic and amazing and it reminded me of that exercise so 
they're feeling her pain and she's just sort of like it turns into this sort of like harmonious moaning together. Back at the temple, Chris is starting to maybe be like too high because at one point Maya's like, can you finish? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the women gets down and starts pushing his butt for him. And I was like, this is so not how I want to do any of this. so he finally finishes and all the singing dies down and all the women are smiling and Maya pulls her knees up to her chest and starts rocking back and forth and she's like I can feel the baby inside me and I'm like so Christian at that point seems to kind of like come to right and he runs out of the temple to kind of like try to find Danny, but also is just kind of like running, holding his dick and balls. Like, what is happening? And sees that they uh, have an interesting plant in the garden now because the plant appears to be Josh's leg. What? Buried. What? Sticking foot up in the garden. So Christian keeps running and he runs into a chicken coop. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? I'm so high. They have leg plants. What is going on? Who who am I? And he turns and he sees Simon. Okay. He is strung up like a starfish, but with his uh, about four feet off the ground, arms and legs splayed, belly facing the ground with sunflowers in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Now, Eric didn't believe me when I said this, but I looked it up later. The camera pans up above Simon. Mm-hmm. So we see Christian looking at him, terrified. And we see that all of Simon's organs are still attached, but outside of his body. What? And his lungs are still moving. He's still fucking alive. And I was like, what? And Eric, I was like, he's still alive. And Eric was like, there's no fucking way he's still alive. I was like, he's still alive. And he was like, you didn't see his lungs moving. It was like the flowers before where like everyone's hiding. I'm like, no, I, he's alive. I looked it up. That's actually called a blood eagle. That's like an actual thing. What? A form of torture that people would do. And I guess I also read, I didn't, I missed this because I was so upset, but there's like bird seed in him and like the chickens are like eating out of him. (sighs) So Christian is like, you know what? I am feel like I'm coming down from like a pretty bad trip. And I'm like pretty bummed about everything I'm seeing right now. Like, I don't like this. I don't think I like Sweden. So he I don't know if I want to go to Sweden. Turns to run out of the chicken coop, holding his dick and balls when he bumps into an elder. And that elder blows powder right into his face and he goes down. Now it's just the POV of Christian as the elder closes his eyes. Black. POV that we just saw, except this time it's a blonde woman opening Christian's eyes. And she's like, oh, you're awake now. Wake up, sleepyhead. We now see the whole village is there. And Danny is a flower throne. Like she's covered in so many flowers that it looks like she is just a head coming out of a throne. Christian is in a white robe and wheelchair. And a blonde lady tells him, you can't move or speak, so don't try. 
he's wheeled up to the stage that Danny is sitting on. We now have Siv talking about the final ceremony of Midsummer. It requires nine sacrifices. <gasps> four new bloods, four Hargus, and one chosen by the queen. Well, we have our Hargus four. Hargus is their people. The people, yeah. So the four new bloods are Josh, Mark, Simon, and Connie. The four Hargus are the two oldies who jumped off the cliff. Right. And then Ingmar and another dude who are volunteering. <gasps> so now the queen has to choose between either a Hargus volunteer or a new blood. So another Hargus steps forward as being like, you know, I'm your choice. And then Christian is wheeled closer. Close up on Danny's face. It contorts in confusion and sadness and fear and crying and all the things. Kim. No. No. What does I don't Danny want to. do? And what do you do? Okay. Well, I'm the queen. Mm-hmm. Okay. You the queen, bitch. Okay. Oof. Mm-hmm. 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 I'll tell you, this is where an interesting conversation between Eric and I began with our eyeballs. Uh, fuck. Yeah. Um. Fuck. 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 Agreed. Okay. You do have the option of swan diving off a cliff and bouncing face first off a rock as well. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I'm the queen. All I know is I'm living. I'm the queen, bitch. Okay. Um, I am going to pick the volunteer person who okay. seems to be volunteering. I guess that's what they want. Okay. So if that's what they want in their life. Even though I want to murder Christian. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would weigh on me for a long time. So I'm going to pick the volunt- the person who wants to do it. Okay. And she's going to pick Christian. Ah! <laughs> I don't I, I realize like I don't actually know if like picking the other guy would keep you a lot I mean I feel like it would just suck a lot either mm-hmm. way For so sure. I just gave you a point because I don't know so we're kind of at the point of no return it right right, right now right, right, so right, right, right. cut to so we just we just exit on that we just exit on her crazy face okay we now cut to a wheelbarrow but we know that she picked Christian. I gave you the point. You will know. The audience doesn't, doesn't yet know. Yet. Okay. Cut to a wheel- wheelbarrow wheeling the water bloated body of Connie towards the yellow temple. She's dressed in like an emerald gown. Cut to another wheelbarrow and it's Mark's body. Well, sort of. It's Mark's skin stuffed with straw. Oh, God. Cut to them being wheeled into the temple filled with flowers and straw. 
bodies being propped up on hay bales. Josh's body is also being propped up. Then Simon's body is being propped up. Then the old woman and old man, one of them is just a torso and a head with its like head turned back and it's just stuffed with branches of trees. Mm -hmm. Most upsetting dead bodies I've ever fucking seen in my fucking (laughs) life. Truly horrifying shit. (laughs) And they're all just being like propped up like little dolls onto the the hay bales Mm -hmm. and the big yellow temple. Cut to a bear. Dead. Mm. Flayed open on a table. And an old man is teaching his young son how to disembowel a bear. You know, father-son stuff. Mm -hmm. We see that the bear has now been disemboweled. And we see that they're lifting Christian up, who's still paralyzed, (laughs) and sewing him up Uh, into the bear. The No. <laughs> Cut to the temple. Bear Christian is now being propped up in the center of the temple. He's got front row seats to the horror. He can't react to them because he's paralyzed. The doctor is going around and he's giving the live volunteers something from the yew tree for pain. Being like, okay. eat this so you don't feel pain. Okay. Whatever the fuck. So now... Everything is set on fire. And don't worry. If you were wondering what it looks like when someone who's paralyzed, sewn into a bear costume, is being burned alive but can't react to it, but you kind of want to see what it looks like to have the human body boiled inside of a bear carcass, don't worry. They have a real long shot of it. The villagers are watching and smiling, and Maya's got on some bright red lipstick now she's like I got my lady pants on and like her the embroidery on her dress it's like white but it's like bright fucking red embroidery <laughs> so now everything is going up in flames and the and the Hargus are like this is so beautiful and the volunteers inside the burning thing are just like looking at each other like this is so beautiful and peaceful until they catch on fire and then they start screaming and they're like this wasn't what I signed up for (laughs) so they hear all the screaming and all of the volunteers in the village start screaming and writhing and dancing with the screams of terror and pain inside of the temple and we see Danny is still in her like maid of flowers dress Mm -hmm. and she starts trying to like run away not run away crying barfing like just kind of like what is going on and then it's a close-up of her face and the temple is crumbling to the ground back to her face and it contorts into a euphoric smile Mm -hmm. the end what? That's the end? Where was Pele during all of this shit? He's just one of the villagers. He brought he brought So he brought them there knowing that he was they were all gonna die? Mm-hmm. So did Ingmar. Cause they needed four new bloods. What a dick. Right. Yeah. So So she lived though, yeah? Yeah, she lived. And I read some stuff about it. Like, basically, she has a family now. That's why she chose to kill Christian. Oh, so she lives and stays? Yeah, she's like, ties are broken. I have no parents. I have no sister. 
I have no boyfriend. Everyone that I came with is dead. Pele wants me here. Oh, I didn't. I'm not alone anymore. I didn't catch on to that. I was like, because when I leave here and go back home, that will weigh on me that I killed Christian. Not alone anymore. Didn't, didn't, didn't see that side. Yeah. So I'll tell you the fun, I'll count up your points and then I'll tell you the super fun conversation Eric and I had afterwards. BRB. Also, I want to point back for doing mushrooms. (laughs) She didn't die from doing mushrooms. At the very beginning, she did them and she lived and I did them. So I would have lived. Hey, Sammies. I want to tell you about one of our live show sponsors, Steady Brewing in Long Beach. They just celebrated their one-year anniversary and are already a featured craft brewery partner for the California Craft Brewers Association this year in Long Beach on September 12th through the 14th. So go check it out. Steady Brewing brews badass beers in-house. Kim and Eric and I got to sample and it's delicious, you guys. Seriously. Go visit them in Long Beach and go see them at the California Craft Brewers Association on September 12th to the 14th and tell them Kim and Kat say, stay alive. Okay. Yes. I gave you the point you wanted because arguing with you is stupid and I don't care. Uh, (laughs) And it's because I'm correct. Sure. So uh, this was the very first time you got seven out of eight on your dead or alive. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. The only one you got wrong was Connie because you, you said she was dead. Everybody else you got right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then you got 17 and a half out of 22 for the questions. Wow. So what is... I didn't feel like I... What's 17 and a half plus seven? Seven. What did you say? 17 and a half plus seven. 24 and a half. So you got 24 and a half out of 30. Nice. For this. So... I loved this movie, but I like really depressing, fucked up, weird shit that leaves you feeling confused and angsty at the end. Eric likes the opposite of that. (laughs) So when we came out, he was like, I don't know if I like that. I was like, what are you, how could you not have liked it? It was like so beautiful. And he was like, how was I supposed to feel? And I was like, like this, like this. (laughs) And I was like, it was an essay on grief. And he's like, so I'm supposed to be like rooting for her that she killed her boyfriend in a, horribly savage ritualistic way because he was a douchebag and I was like yeah like I was like no he wanted like a meaning or an explanation right and I'm like this is a study in grief like she lost her mind she lost her shit she lost her mind there was no right answer there was no getting out of there alive like there the whole thing is fucked you're not gonna like get an answer out of this and he like wanted there to be like a moral or a meaning and I'm like no it's just someone who's experiencing like the most senseless grief you could possibly imagine and just just embracing the chaos that's it that's all there is to get out of it yeah sounds like a real bummer it was so beautiful and depressing <laughs> I loved it it was awesome the acting was really good in it too oh, yeah. and I was just like but again I think Eric is like I'm concerned about how callous you are because I was like I mean I'd kill him and he's like what you would kill him for being a douchebag and I'm like I don't know just don't be a douchebag <laughs> I don't know what to tell you see I wouldn't kill him for myself it's the same as like forgiveness like forgiveness isn't about them it's about you Eh. like that's how I would stay alive yeah like I feel like I would just like three fucks to the wind like I at that I can't imagine 
like I feel like we're coming at it from like how we are right now for sure but to having to have lost your parents and sister to a murder suicide I'm like I think you're discounting that she's like fully insane from grief but that's what I'm saying if I were to get back to the real world and then eventually start healing that yeah. extra added thing would kill me on top of it I'd yeah. be like and then I fucking killed my boy like yeah whatever he's a dick but like yeah yeah it was like just, I you know what I mean like I would I die from guilt and I do I just also was like I wouldn't necessarily make the choices she made but I just was like I understand this conversation about grief mm. basically so yeah that was midsummer well shit yeah I'm depressed thanks do you, do you want to know the, the face exploding off the rock again? Do, are you clear about what that looked like or do you need another? I'm good. Thank you. Okay, great. All right. So that was Kim and Kat's Day Live. Uh, maybe. maybe. Um, we're going to go swan dive off a cliff. Okay. And uh, skull. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Until next week. Oh, yeah. Find us on like stuff. Oh, and you know, until next week. Stay Stay alive. alive. Goodbye. <laughs> hey, Sammies. As you know, we have our first live show on August 4th at 7 p.m. at Pulp Fiction Books and Comics in Long Beach, California. I just want to tell you about some of our sponsors and giveaways we have for that night. We have free beer being supplied to us by the Badass Steady Brewing Company in Long Beach. They're amazing. Try their Grasshopper IPA and their hard seltzers. We have two tickets to the Creepy Paranormal Nights Tour from Cartwheel Art to give away at the show as well as two tickets to Rated R Speakeasy, a monthly horror-themed pop-up in Glendale. We also have a plethora of exciting merch, DVDs, and posters from our friends over at Epic Pictures and Dread. Come stay alive at the live show, Sammies. Bye.